listener production. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That's Enough Already. It is me, your good friend, your sister, your, okay, I'm none of those things, but it is me, Ashla Carlson. Now, this week, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, comedian and man with the best accent, Lloyd Langford. In this episode, Lloyd discusses the time his own lighting crew turned against him during one of his sets and why it's easier to make fun of Australia when you're not from Australia. Don't jinx yourself, mate. You're one kangaroo joke away from getting cancelled. Lloyd Langford, everyone. Enjoy. Shh, that's quite enough. Just, just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. It. it. Shush, please. Uh-huh. Yes, I can hear. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush. For the players at home, so just so you know what we're dealing with, Lloyd Langford, comedian from Wales, Moved to Australia, which we'll get into because that's a reverse reverse Uno card right there. Um, and then <laughs> had a baby with Anne Edmonds, who's also a comedian, <laughs> but an Australian comedian. So um, the rule is, as a comic, like even when my friends will say, oh, Tommy Little is cute, I go, don't date a comedian. I always say that, like, do not date a comedian. We're crazy. Like, we are. We're nuts. We are, we are the craziest group of people I've ever met, and I am, include myself yeah. in that. So I always avoid dating other comedians, and yet here you are having a baby with another comedian. Like, you guys don't follow the rules yourself. What were you thinking, Lloyd? I thought I would do a great service to the general population and take us both off the market. I mean, that's kind of what I was hoping you'd say. (laughs) Normal people have too few comedians they can date. They don't have to suffer. They don't. Yeah, yeah. because people like, it's like bungee jumping. You know it's dangerous, but people are drawn to it. (laughs) <laughs> they still want to do it. It's like setting off fireworks in the bush. You know the chances of a bushfire is high, but people do it. I love Anta bits, but um, like I would say 95% of other comedians, I just keep them away from me. That's why I really salute, you know, when people go, it must be so lonely on the road. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> we we have we have a tour of the show together like that and um i think we probably decided it was for the best not to do that again we're, we're two very different um, types of performer i'll give you an example um Anne does not own a watch <laughs> she has no, she, she has no idea oh, she's brendan lovegrove <laughs> <laughs> you so you're based in australia you, you live in melbourne you and Anne and gwen why the fuck do you move to Australia when you are doing really well in the UK? Well, I fell in love with Anne and the plan was that we would go back and forth between London and Melbourne, you know, and then we were going to kind of tour around together. And then obviously like COVID happened and that was me kind of fucked for travel for three years. So oh, yeah, I couldn't really work elsewhere. Like I couldn't even work in... Ordinarily, I'd be able to work in New Zealand and stuff. I, I, I couldn't really leave Australia. Say, if you if you look at successful stand-up comics of the world, like, you know, who would you go, I want that career with just enough movie, just enough other shit <laughs> to keep the stand-up going? One thing I would really like to do and I, ha- I haven't achieved it quite yet is to, um, you know, in like a... Uh, action film like a James Bond film or like um alien film or something like that you know someone that gets like brutally killed very early on 
that's that's my dream job. Yeah. I want to I want to play yeah. a corpse in in movies because I'm I don't think I have much acting range, but I reckon I could lay still. How about? Because I think about this all the time. I love those um, shows where they, you know, sort of the crime and snap and, you know, whodunit shows, those crime documentaries, right, and then they do the reenactments. And there's always like, <laughs> say, for instance, if it's like a serial rapist or, you know, a guy that boils um, his, his victims and then eats them with a spoon and imagine being the actor you know, because in the reenactment, they always show this guy with a bad haircut. Imagine being that actor, taking the call from your agent, and he's like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, you got a role for me? Yeah. Oh, serial, <laughs> yeah, serial rapist, yes, and sex pest, and then I boil my, my victims. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, any wardrobe requests? And then they go, yeah, bring three change of underpants. For just, the- wear, just wear your own clothes. You don't have to get your hair cut or anything. Just turn up as you are. You're perfect. They had a look at your photo <laughs> and you fit the identikit <laughs> of the guy. No, wouldn't you? Like, I think that kind of acting would be amazing. You never see like a Matt Damon doing that. Matt Damon going, oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll be the dead guy at the bottom of the stairs. Usually men that play villains on those soap operas, and they get so much grief when they're just out and about in public from fans of the soap that can't differentiate yeah. between acted and real life you know they'll be like in yeah. the supermarket and get spat on yeah i've seen that <laughs> like, you fucking bastard <laughs> i love it it's like how can you cheat on her camilla was loyal to you <laughs> if you got too many of those phone calls yeah. where your agent was like yeah we you have to play another cannibalistic murderer i'd be like i'm I'm worried I'm getting typecast here. At least throw me like an arsonist or something. I want to like widen my range. Yeah, but it's like I guess if you're the guy on Pornhub that that fucks all the gilfs, you know, the grannies I'd like to fuck, all the old birds, God. you know, there's a, like this genre. Um, I think it's very difficult to get out of it. You know, it's always the one guy. It's like he's the guy. He's the guy that fucks the old, the old birds. If it's very difficult to get out of it, then use more lube. <laughs> Smoking, (laughs) smoking. No, it's like I think being in porn would be like I know porn stars, right? I've interviewed a gay porn star on this podcast before and it's like at parties it's such, it's sort of, it is the golden card that you play, you know, like people go, so what do you do? Me, what do I do? Well, I'm in porn. But then if you go, I'm in porn, and it's such a weird genre that you, you know, because there's always, you know, the normal porn is like um, the stepsister getting given to, you know, like it's very family orientated. But then there's the sort of the old birds or the, you know, if you're in a weird one or, you know, it's only, you're only fucking dwarfs or you're only fucking elderly people, <laughs> it immediately becomes <laughs> like go from interesting to super fucking weird really quickly. <laughs> I have people that contacted me with wanting photographs or videos of my feet. One of them offered money, but then I realized that it was a scam. But I have no um, particular, like, connection to my feet. Like, I'm happy. I would be happy to sell photographs of my feet or, you know, 
Maybe I shouldn't be saying this 100%. on the podcast. <laughs> you know what? We don't know. Something like COVID could hit again. This could be an income stream for you. If you would a, a like photos, what, what would be the going rate for feet? Like, yeah, like 20 bucks a foot. And and for extra 10, he'll put a special colour nail polish of your <laughs> preference. Okay, so 30 bucks a foot. And then 50 bucks, for extra 50 bucks, he will model it in the shape that you would like. Maybe a squished banana in there. Oh, shit. Now you're talking. In between the toes. Okay, so this is my, my thing. There's this documentary about people who have those only fans, but all this woman does is she wears stilettos with fishnet stockings and then she's got like a green screen, like like a little uh, house yeah. scenario that she's made. And all she does is with her stiletto, she will squash toys like little cars or she just stomps on it. So she never, like she doesn't even feature her knees in this. It's only her calves and her feet. And then she stomps on toys and guys log in and, they will send a request. They will send her toys. They'll go, listen, we're sending you this old phone. Can you squish that? Uh, and uh, little toys. or And then she stomps on them and guys get off on that because, you know, men are weird. I've got a 14-month-old baby, so I'm stomping on toys every day. I mean, I'm not in stilettos and fishnets, <laughs> but I have I have practice of standing on toys. <laughs> I mean, you're halfway there. It's like I, I, if I just rig a camera up on the floor, I can send hours of footage of me stepping on Lego, on army men. I, I kicked the army tank this morning so hard. Um, I thought I broke my toe. I mean, I'm already there. I'm like millions of bucks in the bank. I don't think you can count that as porn. Like, No, that's not pornography. That's more like in a Toys R Us setting, yes. you know. It's Just because people wank to it doesn't mean it's people will wank to sunshine. <laughs> That's why I moved from Wales to Melbourne. Hi, <laughs> can I ask you something? Because when you move, right? Because you've got that accent, and you know, working with an accent and having that foreign uh, aspect to yourself, do you think it would be as funny if you had just stayed in Wales? I think I had to. I had to kind of leave Wales anyway to do stand-up comedy because wh- where I was from in in South Wales, there's kind of very few clubs. Really, you know, yeah. In the UK, you kind of had to be in London or Manchester or maybe Glasgow. Being able to look at something from a slightly different point of view that they everyday things for them that are normal. And I and you've just got someone like me yeah. who's just saying, oh, "Hang on a minute, this doesn't make any sense to me." It's probably easier as well for an outsider to make fun of a place to say, "Hey, what's up with this?" You know. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I did New Zealand, um, and they, you had your big flag referendum happening. You know, the the new flag design, and it was it was such good fun for me to make fun of the the New Zealand flag. And I have a bit where I make fun of the Welsh flag. And um, I was doing that a gig in Wales yeah. once and I was take, taking the piss out of the flag. And there was a very, very angry heckler at the back of the room that was like shouting and saying, you can't say that about the flag, you fucking... And he was getting really worked up. And when I kind of put my hands over to see where he was, he was... He was the guy that was working my sound and lights. He was employed by the venue. (laughs) 
and he started turning the lights off and turning the microphone off. Like he was really furious. It's easier for me to make fun of Australia not being an Australian. Whereas if I'm in Wales and I'm making fun of Wales, people get a bit more upset about that, I think. And as a comedian, I think... Because I, I think it's your job as well as a comedian yeah. to make fun of things and kind of like criticize them, but like in a fun way. Yeah, 100%. That is like we hold up the mirror to show them the ridiculous, you know, and, and even if it's just the, the shit that we like to get worked up about and why are we getting worked up about it? Like you say, when you talk about the Welsh flag, people don't take it well. Like it's the reverse of in your family. You can talk shit about your brother, but no one else can. But in comedy, it's the other way. Yeah, yeah. Other people can talk shit about your brother, but you better not. I think a comedian should be like a stripper and that you, you shouldn't work in your own hometown. <laughs> Definitely not at your brother's wedding, that's for sure. <laughs> I, let me ask you, what's one thing that shits you to absolute death about other people? Something that's really been bothering me and I realise it's an irrelevance is that... Um, we live in a building where we have shared responsibility to put the bins out and yeah. people's basic failure to do that task with any kind of competency. So uh, there'll be people in the building yeah. that will put the wrong bins out, but they'll put them out early. And so everyone else sees the wrong bins oh. and then just follows the lead and just puts all the fucking wrong bins out. And then I'm putting the right bins out and then it's, fucking pandemonium um also when they put like so much stuff in the bin that the lid won't shut down and i'm like they're, they're not going to take that away now like yeah. we, we have a, a shared bin with someone and i think she's just bought she's just refurbished her flat so she's got a fucking mountain of cardboard boxes and she just puts them in the bin as they are just a solid box so now I'm fucking working oh my, my way through God. this cardboard city with a Stanley knife. It, it does my fucking head in. And I realise also that, like, it's not something to get Lord, worked up about. this is the most dad problem I've ever heard in my <laughs> fucking life. This is a dad complaint. This is like when, you know, when you go on holiday and everyone just takes their bags and shoves it in the car and then dad comes out and he socks and sandals and he looks at the boot and he's like, who just put this? And you know, why are you asking, Dad? You know it's every fucking person in your family just shoved all that shit in there. You now you're taking everything out and complaining as you're stacking it. We're already having a holiday. We're already four days in the holiday. You're still bitching about the bags and the boot. And, you know, now everyone's, no one's giving it a thought, you know. But, like, I'm the same because I Google every night, every week. I know the bins go out on a Monday. Then I'll go on the site and I see which bins it is. And when I take my bins out, because I take it out at midnight, because I don't want a dog walker to come past my house and put their bag of dog yeah. shit in my bin, because then my bin's going to smell like your dog's asshole, and I don't want that. So I put it out late. And also I have a weird thing, and I think this might be the African in me, where someone might chop up a, a body and put bits of body in all the bins so they can't track it back to who <laughs> chopped up the body. So I always think if I put my bins out at midnight, then so I'll wait up and I've looked up when the bins go out, then I put them out 
Uh, and then I look, have a look in the street too, and the fucking lids are up, and I'm like, how do you think that truck comes with the prongs, pick it up, that shit's all just going to fall onto the side of the road, and then I want to go and touch, but then again with a body, I don't want to put my fingerprints on someone else's bin. So then I just look at it, judge the shit out of them. It's it's funny when you're complaining about other people's bins being dirty. I mean, that's the point of a bin, but I'm 100% in agreement with you. You have to be. The, the food waste as well. I remember um, Anne was putting fingernail clippings and hair in the food waste bin, and I was like, I don't know if you're allowed to do that. And she was like, yeah, 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 you can put um, body parts in the food waste bin. And I was like, I guess up to a point. No, Maybe hair no, and fingernail clippings, but no digits or anything. Unless you're prepared to eat it, don't put it in there. <laughs> That's the rule. You know what I do? Because I own the ute, as previously mentioned, I, I have a ute. And I um, I go to the tip all the time. It's one of my favourite things to do. And I'm in the middle of a renovation at the moment, or just finishing now. And I go to the tip all the time and I love it. I know there's... Gate one to eight. And I see people just at gate eight, which is the general rubbish, pull out boxes and steel and everything. And I'm like, you fucking animal. You have a trailer (laughs) and or a ute. You have the privilege. Like (laughs) you live the privileged life where you can come to the tip. Because people with normal, like if you just drive a Mazda 3, you're not coming to the tip. You're just not. It's, it's people with a bigger car. We go to the tip. Other people don't even think about going to the tip. It, it got to the point where I bought special um, laminated stickers to put on our bin so they were differentiated as our bin. <laughs> <laughs> I personalised the bin. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I painted my house number on the side of mine in yellow paint because it's got a yellow lid. So I painted it on the side because a lot of people just have their little stickers within the house numbers. Mine is huge, painted nicely on there because I'm not I'm not sharing. I don't want other people's filthy shit in my bin. I haven't put a lock on it yet, but I think I'm I'm probably do it. Get a little chain so you can lift it just a little bit. <laughs> what is the one thing about you that shits you to do? Um, after that chat, probably my fixation with the uh, order of bins. <laughs> um, no, I I have a thing where Anne calls it that I I work in multiples. So I'll need something or I'll want to buy something and then all of a sudden I'll have 10 of that thing. So I moved to Australia and I realised I don't own a baseball cap because you don't need a baseball cap in the UK, but I want to keep the sun off my face. And then I went online one night and then over the next two weeks, 10 different baseball caps arrived. And she was she was losing her fucking mind. She was like, what's happened? And I, I said, I just, I feel like I need some baseball caps. Or I went out and I bought yeah. two pairs of identical shoes, one in black and one in brown. And she was like, why have you done that? You, could, you, you should have just got some different shoes. And I was like, well, I found something I like. So... I'm just going to get more of it. Yeah. I get into a, a, a certain type of music or something, and then all of a sudden I'm just buying all of that. Like, I don't know if it's like a, a completist or kind of obsessive, kind of compulsive kind of thing, but I just want yeah. to own. Okay. Did you grow up poor? No, we didn't. I don't, we didn't grow up particularly poor. I would say we were sort of like 
between working class and middle class, we were quite hungry, fat children. <laughs> you know, because I, I do the same when I go to the supermarket and I, I see myself unpack it on the belt. And I'm like, when I say if we need hand wash, you know, a refill for the foam yeah. hand wash, there's always two. Or I buy two deodorants or two of everything. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just me. Why the fuck am I buying two of everything? But I can't stop myself. And it's the same as like, I just bought a little cabinet, a 30 centimeter cabinet. Um, and then it's on casters for the kitchen. And then I thought, I better buy two just in case anything happens to this one. Then I have the other one, like say in five years when the casters fall off or whatever. Then I've got another one. Now I've got it under my bed and I kind of look at it and I go, why did I do that? Like, okay, I'm going to be fully honest with you, Lloyd. I bought three. I bought three of them and then I only need one, but I bought three and I assembled two. One I put under the bed in the box just in case anything happens. And now I'm like, what can I put in it? Because I don't even have anything to put in it. What's going to – I could understand – like, I, I mean, I bought too many cups, but I guess you could lose a cup. But what's going to happen to a 30-centimeter yeah. cabinet that you need two backups? Nothing. <laughs> and that's the frustrating part. I'm like <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, as soon as one of those casters come off, which arguably I can just screw back in. You just screw but it back But if anything on. happens, I have the backup. No, I have the backup, Lloyd. I don't need to. And also then I can put it in my very clean bin. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fucking problem child. Anne said there was no there was no room in our fridge and she was saying I'm going to do a, like a purge of the fridge because there's absolutely no space in the fridge. It's just me, her and Gwen. And she went through the fridge and there were, yeah. I reckon there were 10 to 15 different jars of pickles that I bought. She's... <laughs> <laughs> She, she's absolutely furious with all these different pickles and hot sauces and whatnot. And she's saying, why, why have you got all these? Why have you got all these? And I'm like, they're different. They're not all the same jar. They're different things, but they're of the same yeah. type. And now I'm actually, I'm considering of getting my own fridge. Is that a worrying sign of an impending breakup when you buy your own fridge? No, it's a worrying sign of um, teetering on the edge of hoarding. Like, what do you do with your 10 caps? Are they on hooks? They're on a cap shelf. Okay, because that's the thing. It's like, so I go down this rabbit hole already. Right after this, I have to go to Spotlight and I have to go to Mod 10. You're going to get a, a backup cabinet. Yeah, just in case. Now I'm going to go get some casters. No, so then I go, I go all right, I need, uh, say if I buy the 10 caps, now I need to go buy the hooks that will go on there. But um, I can't just put the hooks in, so I'm going to need to get, maybe I'll get some marine plywood and replace one of the walls just with marine ply. Oh, if I'm going to do that, I should really get some, um, you know, and then it just escalates. And before you know it, I'm smashing down walls and building a retaining wall and all this shit, and it just escalates. I can't just have, <laughs> I can't just buy a fucking cat. It feels like a film in an episode of The Block. I know. Like I, I watch The Block occasionally and I'm like, I can't finish watching it because those people annoy the shit out of me because I feel like they're not making the right decisions. And, you know, even these storage things, I'm like, Oh, make that a cavity slider. Like, I get so frustrated with it. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is you check out of a hotel and they go to clean it and, and the fucking, the room is laid out differently. 
<laughs> it is actually. Even in quarantine, I moved everything around. There were only two bedside cabinets when she checked in. <laughs> I always clean a hotel room before I leave. I make the bed exactly as it was, you know. I, I want the cleaners to walk in and go, have we done this room? That's what I want. <laughs> do you do the little triangular fold on the toilet paper? I do. But even I, every time after I use it, I do because I like it. I think it looks <laughs> nice. I travel with my own cleaning products too. I clean everything when I go into a hotel. Fucking hell. Because I don't trust them. <laughs> All right. This weirdly sounded like judgment now. <laughs> Mr. Oh, I'm fucking cutting up the neighbor's boxes with a standing knife. <laughs> you're half you're half a, a full bin away from chopping that lady up and putting her in the bin. We all know that. <laughs> Lloyd will be bringing his pommy humour to Comedy in the Vines this November for Grapes of Mirth, biggest ever regional Australian comedy lineup. For more info and tickets, head to comedyinthevines.com. If you enjoyed this chat with Lloyd, then you kind of like that weird accent on a man, you will love my chat with Rob Beckett and our discussion about the man with a flare up his bum. Just type, that's enough already with Rob Beckett, wherever you download your podcast from. Don't forget to like and share. I will see you next week with more, so much more. Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner. Supervising producer was Nick McClure, and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Beck Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you, gals. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister, don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know, but definitely share it with a friend. 